Welcome to the Debt-Free Canadian Podcast. My name is Rob and my goal is to guide Canadians in a proven process to pay off debt, be intentional with their money, and live with outrageous generosity. Are you ready to tell your money where to go rather than wonder where it all went? All right, let's get started. Hello, everyone. For today's episode, I wanted to wade into the debate that comes up most often in the Canadian personal finance community, TFSA versus RRSP. Now, the answer is actually really straightforward for most people in most situations, but there are some nuances and some details that do matter. And the decision for where you keep your retirement money could be a multi-million dollar decision Uh, as you move forward in your life. So it's important to know what you're getting into and make the decision correctly for you and your life up front. So without further ado, here is TFSA versus RRSP. First thing I would say, this is all a discussion around savings for retirement. That's what we're talking about today, specifically savings for retirement. Um, I'll deal with savings for education in another another, um, uh, video. Today, specifically saving around retirement and the question of whether which one of those to use for that. Now, with that, if you are saving for retirement at this point, well, the only way I would consider saving for retirement at this point is if you're on what we call baby steps four, five, and six. You are done baby steps one, two, and three. In other words, you uh, have a have a significant, a full, fully three to six months of expenses emergency fund made, and you are completely out of consumer debt, student loans included every type of, of uh, consumer debt, except possibly your mortgage. So your mortgage is maybe the only thing left, okay? So at that point, uh, the challenge in baby step four is to invest 15% of your income uh, into retirement going forward, okay? So let's first off talk about what the heck is a TFSA and what the heck is an RRSP. So what these are, are wrappers, okay? Uh, an RRSP, more, more people understand seem to understand what an RRSP is. An RRSP is a wrapper, and you put the wrapper around any investment you want. So for instance, I could buy a stock inside of an RRSP. And what that would do is anything inside the RRSP will grow tax-free. Okay, so it grows, grows year after year. So if I got in a stock, if I buy a Home Depot stock or what have you, and that stock it becomes more valuable, it grows within the RRSP and I don't pay taxes on it as it grows. Um, same with the TFSA. And people don't realize this because it's called a TFSA, uh, tax-free savings account. Uh, some people think it has to be a savings account. It's not. It's just a wrapper, just like an RRSP is. So in other words, I can buy a stock inside my TFSA. I can buy GICs. I can buy any investment vehicle I want. And of course, you can have a savings account in any of these, in either of these. Okay. Uh, that's what they are. The wrappers, both of them grow tax-free. Okay. Meaning that as they grow, you don't pay taxes on the growth. But, and here's the key difference, an RRSP is something called before tax, and a TFSA is something called after tax. So what's going on there? Most people know an RRSP, when you put money into an RRSP, you actually get money back at tax time. And all the only reason for that, so if you put, say, $10,000 into an RRSP, what the government does is they pretend like you made $10,000 less money. That's what a tax credit is. Uh, they, when you put the money into the RSP, the government pretends like you made $10,000 less income. Well, if you made $10,000 less income, then you shouldn't have paid taxes on that $10,000. That's how it works. That's what a tax credit is. And so uh, when you when you file your taxes, you get a tax credit for that and you get some money back, probably. 
uh, because you overpaid on your taxes in theory now because you you paid taxes on $60,000 a year when you only made 50 as far as the government's concerned. That makes sense? That's what it means by before tax. So they treat it as if you didn't pay tax on it. So this is great. It saves you money up front. The difference is that when you then take out the money, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, whenever you take it out, it then gets taxed. Okay. So if at that point it's grown to $2 million and you take it out, that gets charged as income at that point. Okay. So if you take out $2 million, it's as if you got paid $2 million and that's a pretty substantial tax bill, <laughs> right? If you've got a 30% tax bill, we're talking about 600 grand. It's a big deal. All right. On the other hand, TFSA is sort of the opposite. A TFSA, what you do there is you, when you put money in, you don't get a tax break at all. It doesn't affect your income, your taxable income for the year at all. It's treated as after-tax income. So you, you put the money in, no change. But, and here's the key, 30 years later, 20 years later, 10 years later, 40 years later, whenever later you withdraw it, it's tax-free. So when you withdraw that $2 million that it's grown to, you, it's all yours, no tax, okay? So you don't pay taxes, it grows, and when you take it out, you don't pay any taxes. So that's the gist of it. Watch that again if you need to. <laughs> now the question of which one's right for you. If you are putting away, let's say $500 a month, maybe that's your baby step four, 500 bucks a month. That's pretty, pretty low, but let's say 500 bucks a month. If you put away 500 bucks a month at 10% interest uh, for 40 years, okay, 40 years, so you, you'd be, you know, 25 right now, <laughs> getting ready to retire at 65. If you do that for 40 years, at the 40-year mark, you'll have about $3.2 million, pretty substantial, as opposed to the fact, how much did you put in? How much of that is growth, and how much of that did you put in? Well, if you, in fact, only put in, of that $3.2 million, you put in the point two essentially, 240,000, okay? Huge percent, three million of it is growth, okay? So now, and, and you can do that, you can do, you can do that regardless of whether you chose TFSA or RSP. You can put that, if you put the $240,000 over the 40 years into a TFSA that made 10%, or you put it into an RSP that made 10%, either way, it will grow exactly the same way and 40 years from now, it'll be worth 3.2 million, okay? So here's the question, which one's better? Well, 40 years from now, if I had put everything into a TFSA up to that point, that 3.2 million is there, it's mine. I take it out, we're good to go. It's all mine, $3.2 million. If on the other hand, I had put it into an RRSP, well, then when I take it out, it's all income. And so if I took it all out, I'm getting income income tax on $3.2 million. Wow, that's a, geez, a third of that, probably around a third of that, so we're talking about a million dollars. All of a sudden, the difference between these two is $0 taxes, three or $1 million taxes. And we're literally talking about a $1 million decision. Okay, this is insane. So obviously, when you look at it that way, the TFSA is the better way to go. 
So that's what I recommend people do as I do. I recommend the TFSA pretty much across the board. If you get really, if you get up there to the point where you're much, much older, it, the line does start crossing at a certain point because if it's not going to be in there long enough to grow, well, then an RSP might be more valuable, but that's the gist of it. And that might be all you need. Okay. So if you, you want to put this into a TFSA, you want to put this into, you want to put your baby step four into a TFSA where it's growing, not just in a savings account. You want to actually put it somewhere where it's going to make money because what's the point of a TFSA if you put it in something that's not growing? If you put it in something that's growing at 1%, 2%, it's not worth it. You're wasting the TFSA room. Okay. So now let's get a little more advanced. So if you're, if, if that answers your question, great. You can turn off the video now. If you want to get a little more advanced, let's chat. So the, the thing that people bring up a lot on this is tax brackets. Because what happens is when you actually put money into an RRSP, you're not getting taxed on that money right now. So imagine if you're making, you know, half a million dollars right now. Well, the way tax brackets work is that they, they have a steady increase. And so if you're, if you're making $500,000, the last hundred thousand dollars you, you, uh, made between 400 and 500,000 in the year is taxed really heavily. It's really high. Uh, and so if you didn't make that, and you put that into an RRSP, so the government thinks you didn't acts like you didn't make it. Well, you're saving a lot of taxes. Then you put that into an RRSP, and you now go through the next 40 years. It's worth a good chunk of money, and you now retire. Well, what happens in your retirement? You're not working, so you're not making 500 grand anymore. Maybe you've got a small pension, maybe you got whatever, but the majority of your income is coming from this RRSP. And so what that looks like then is well. The RSP, when you're withdrawing now in, in much, much later, your taxable rate is your tax bracket is much, much lower. You're at the, maybe the bottom tax bracket because you're withdrawing it. And so people will argue, no, RSP can be much better in that case because you uh, prevent yourself from paying the high tax bracket and end up paying the low tax bracket. Okay. So in other words, and if the tax bracket difference is 15%, well, you just saved 15% on that money. Okay, so that's a big, pretty big deal. But here's the challenge with that. In real life, when people start, start asking the question, okay, how much can I put away for retirement this year? They ask that, like you can ask yourself that right now. How much am I going to put away for retirement? And if you answer the question $500, okay, then you can put away $500 and you can choose if it's TFSA or an RSP. If you put 500 into a TFSA, you'll get zero taxes on it. If you put 500 into RRSP, you'll get taxes on it. The point is, if you, if you compare them equal like that, putting away $500, the TFSA wins. The, the trick there is the $500 in the TFSA is not as much money, make sure I say this right, is, is, is uh, the $500 in the RRSP, oh, this is confusing. When you put money uh, in the RRSP, it lowers your taxable income. It's before tax money. It's actually more money. So if I put in 500 into an RRSP, that's $500 of taxes I didn't have to pay. And so you actually get more money back in your taxes next year. Okay? So if, if then you take that exact amount of money that you got extra, the exact amount of money you got extra that saved on your taxes because you put in the RRSP 
if you take that exact amount of money and invest that into the RSP as well, so you're investing more in the RSP, what'll happen is it will grow to a larger amount and you will be equal later. Meaning this, that, so I'm what I'm doing there is I'm actually putting more in the RSP every single month. Okay, TFSA, RRSP, putting more in every single month. When I get to retirement, I have much, much more in the uh, RRSP, of course, because it's grown. Well, at that point, you now take it out. Take out all of it, imagine. If you took out all of it, the difference from here to there is exactly the taxes. That when you take it out, you will have exactly the same amount. Okay, I know it's a little complicated. So what that means uh, practically is if you're, if you're looking at your life and saying, okay, I've got $500 to invest a month. If you decide to put it into an RSP, you have to up it. <laughs> okay. If you're going to put 500 in, 500 is not enough. That's the weird thing. If you're going to put 500 in, if you say to yourself, 500 a month, that's what I'm going to do. Then you've got to say, okay, when I get my taxes back next year, or because of my tax return, or because I'm putting 500 in, I've got to put more in somehow. Okay, that's the only way it balances even. If you end up putting more, uh, you know, even more than just what you saved on taxes, great. But then here's the thing. Here's where my, so that's the argument for an, for an RRSP. Let me give you the argument against. Most people sit down and say, okay, how much have I got to put in retirement? They decide on 500, they put it in. If then in the spring you get your taxes back and you decide you can put it in another $100, $200, I would just do it anyway in the TFSA. <laughs> okay. What it comes down to is um, we're, you're, 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 if you can take any money out of your budget to invest, do it in a TFSA. Don't, it's, it really has the hidden effect of actually making you invest more because $500 post-tax is investing more money than $500 pre-tax because $500 post-tax had to be 700 in order to get the 500, right? You actually had to make 700, again, percentages uh, working that out there. You had to make 700 in order to have 500 to be able to invest. So investing 500 after tax is actually investing more than 500 before tax. I hope that makes sense. Nice and confusing. The last thing I'll say about this is the question of, well, what about I'm going to be in a lower tax bracket? I'm going to be in a lower tax bracket, Rob. Okay. I'm planning. I'm working out the details where I'm going to have lots of money in retirement. That's my plan. I do not want to plan to be in a lower tax bracket. That's my plan. <laughs> I don't know if that's your plan. If you're planning to be in a lower tax bracket, I think you're doing something wrong. <laughs> I would rather have more money than less. Okay, so that talks about that. Uh, now, all those details aside, of course, if you uh, have any confusion or any, any concerns about whether this is right for you, I would talk to an estate planner. Talk to somebody, especially if you're thinking about what it's going to happen after your death, because I'm not even sure how that stuff works. So if you're concerned about any of that stuff uh, or you want more details, definitely go see a uh, an estate planner, sit down with somebody and get the details and make sure you understand it. 
That's the key. Whatever you're going to invest in, make sure you understand it. All right. Hopefully you found that useful. I know that's a lot of information, guys. The bottom, bottom line, TFSA all the way. So I, so I would go in this, in, in this four steps, in fact. Okay. So if you have a retirement, first off, I guess where you have a match. If you have a match somewhere, get the match first because that's instant free money guaranteed. So if you're at, what I mean by a match is your employer will, if you put $300 into their retirement plan, they'll give you $300 back or something like that. Okay. So if you have a match, take that first. After a match, always get the TFSA. Okay. So if you have a match on a TFSA, that's even better. All <laughs> right. But match first, then TFSA, then RRSP. Okay. Again, match TFSA, RRSP. So match TFSA is better than match RRSP. And then if once the match is done, TFSA is better than RSP. TFSA maxes out. There's a limit as to how much you can put in every year. It's a limit on uh, how much you can put in, uh, but you're allowed to catch up in previous years. So you can look up the details on that. But bottom line is if you're saving for retirement, uh, especially doing the Dave Ramsey plan, 15% of your income into retirement, always, always fill up that TFSA first. All right. Well, with that, let's go to a listener question. Today, we have one from someone I respect and follow on social media. She's living on a loony and she lives in Ontario. Hey, Rob, living on a loony here from Ontario, Canada. I get this question a lot on social media from my followers, and I would really love your opinion on it. How do you recommend people save money or pay off debt when they're living paycheck to paycheck? With the whole pandemic, I feel like a lot of people are in situations they may have never seen themselves in. And I think this is really important to talk about and would love to hear your tips. All right. Living on a loony. Thank you so much for that question. And if you're listening and you don't follow her, definitely go follow her on social. The first and most important thing to realize that when you're, uh, when you're living paycheck to paycheck is nothing's going to change unless you change something, you know, teaching math, this comes up when students suffer through a quiz after quiz after quiz, getting 40% or 45%. And then they show up to me for the first time after they get a 40% on the midterm exam. And I have to tell them the same thing. Well, things are only going to change if you change something. Other than that, there's no single answer I can give because people in this situation sometimes make 10 grand a year or it can make 100 grand a year. People in at every uh, income bracket deal with this situation of living paycheck to paycheck. So there's no one answer that will meet everyone. Now, so what I'll do is I'll give here two answers, one for those who feel like they don't make enough and one for people who feel like they make too much to be so broke and you might find yourself in both situations. So for those that feel like they don't make enough, the best advice is bring in more income. If you're if you're making $10,000 a year, that's going to be the, the, the deciding factor, uh, even if at least for the short term. Uh, pick up two, three, four jobs, whatever you need to do for a short time to hit a goal. Now, what goal? Well, that could that goal could be paying off debt. Uh, for instance, if your if your take home is only around seventeen hundred dollars a month, but you have a four hundred dollar a month car payment, well, getting out of debt can change your life, right? If the goal for an emergency if the goal is for an emergency fund, then that same person having six thousand dollars sitting in a bank account doing nothing except keep the world away. Well, that can change completely how you feel about your life. Now, on the other hand, for those who feel like they make too much to be so broke, the best advice I can give would be focus. Choose a focus to win in your finances. So Steve Jobs actually said, it's only by saying no that you can concentrate on the things that are really important. So if you're trying to pay off debt while trying to build an emergency fund, while trying to put away for your retirement, 
while trying to save your kid's college fund, while trying to blah, 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 nothing will happen. Instead, focus on one thing at a time to the exclusion of the others and get it done fast. Now, this is, this is far from easy. It's definitely simple, but it's not easy. I recommend, I recommend following the baby steps because most people making thousands of dollars every single month are also sending thousands of dollars every single month out in payments. Get back control of that money and fast. Cut all non-essentials in your budget for a time. Don't save for retirement. I know that sounds weird. Don't save for your kid's college. I know that sounds like, what? How could I do that, Rob? I'm putting away $50 a month right now, and that's that feels like nothing. It is nothing. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, $50 a month is going to do something, but it's not going to get them through college debt-free. What will be better for them long-term is you put that money into your debt, get the debt paid off, and change your family's life. Feel way, way better about what it would be. Like, just think about having no payments right now. Just, just breathe on that, right? Like how amazing would that feel? And if you, if you take a second, calculate how much is going out of your budget every month on payments and just realize getting a raise by that much every single month. So when you, when you need focus, what do you do? You focus on everything on one thing to the exclusion of the others. Don't build a massive emergency fund. Have that $1,000 starter emergency fund. Don't take trips. Don't go on vacation. Or if you do, take a vacation that's cheap. Don't put your kids in expensive after-school programs. Don't get a new car. Yes, these things are hard. Of course they're hard. You get to choose your hard in this life. Right now, you're going through something very, very hard. You're in debt. (laughs) Your money is going out the door. You are living paycheck to paycheck. That's hard. This is hard too, but what this does is it gives you some place to look to a, a end point that you'll be done. Put every penny you have on consumer debt and become debt free in 18 to 24 months. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about a five year get out of debt plan. You get out of debt fast. The people who get out of debt fast are the ones most likely to actually get out of debt. Then once you're debt free, you can go back and everything else, uh, to everything else and feel much more free while you're doing it. It's absolutely incredible. The focus is a, such a powerful thing, a powerful part of the Dave Ramsey plan. So again, living on a loony, thank you so much for that question. Really, really appreciate it. All right. Well, that's about it for this episode of the Debt-Free Canadian Podcast. I really hope that brought you some massive value today. Now, if you've got a question about retirement savings, about TFSAs, RRSPs, or that kind of thing, go ahead and text the word podcast to my community platform text number at 204-8136-133 and you'll be able to leave a voicemail with your question. You can also leave me a voicemail with your feedback about the show. I'm always still working on it. I really want to improve it. I want it to be valuable for you. I want it to be something that you find so valuable. You share it with your friends and your family. Uh, And of course, if you prefer, you can always send me an email with feedback at rob at wepayoffdebt.ca. I'd also be very grateful if you'd rate my podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. This helps tremendously with keeping the podcast visible so that people who have never heard of it can discover it. But until next time, remember, the best time to start may have been 10 years ago, but the second best time to start is today. You got this.